welcome to It's Not That Late with Liv Harrison, you guys. I am your host, Liv, and I'm going to start today with a story which is new and different. Not at all. It's what I do every single time. <laughs> this is um, this is kind of a funny story that I've been scared to share with Taylor in the room. He's here. I'm sure he'll pop on whenever he feels like he should because we try to do the monologue on the desk at the same time. <laughs> That was it. You just wanted to show your face before I get started on my on my story for well, yeah, those I was who doing aren't other work. You should give me at least a minute before I come on this show. <laughs> All right, so I will talk about this story. We'll leave Taylor alone. All right. This is another story that takes place in Louisiana. I'm really I feel bad that every story I have is back when I was in Louisiana. <laughs> I was a little girl. Anyway, but it's true. So I grew up in Louisiana. We all know this. In a town called Natchitoches, it's North Louisiana. And this will show and prove and validate everything Taylor has thought about me. <laughs> this story is a gift to Taylor. Okay, that's what I want everybody to hear. Because when I was little, I was very dramatic. <laughs> like, I mean, you guys have no idea. Like I'm talking dramatic. Okay. Dramatic and very emotional. And I was really into imagination play, like imaginative play. Is that how you say it? All of that kind of stuff. I was always acting and I was always putting on shows and dances and things like that. Now that's fine and normal, right? Your kid wears a tutu or a cape or whatever. Fine. What my problem was, <laughs> I came and see, I can never get through a story without laughing. I am like Jimmy Fallon. I can't get through anything without laughing. He's the worst. Um, and I love you, Jimmy. Uh, anyway, but I involved my family and this is why they hate me today. <laughs> my poor brothers, I would dress them up. I'm going to stop there and not say all the things I did <laughs> because they're married and they have wives and I shouldn't expose their lives on, you know, the internet. But I did. I would make them dress up and they would play school and all sorts of things. But it didn't stop with my brothers. I went as far as my mom. Now, this poor woman has four kids. At the time, she was getting her master's degree in history. So she was typing every night and she was working. But that, that, that meant nothing to me, right? Because I wanted her to participate in my imagination, in my world. And my mom and I could not be more opposite as humans. Well, until I married my husband, Nathan. But until then, it was my mom. And I would beg her. Okay. That's not true. I would boss her. I would boss her around and say, mom, you have to put on this apron. You have to make, a, you have to make this color like Kool-Aid. I was one of the red Kool-Aid. I was like, you have to get this tray. Cause I grew up in the eighties, which I know Taylor's gonna make fun of me, but you know, we had trays back then. And I was like, you have to get the paper cups and pour this much Kool-Aid in each cup. Like I was so precise. I was so type A in my bossiness. <laughs> Now, this is what I wanted. I wanted this woman to come outside with a tray of Kool-Aid in her apron. And I was growing up on three and a half acres of land in Louisiana. And I told her, now, mom, this is the time you come out with the Kool-Aid, with the tray of Kool-Aid. And you are going to shout at the top of your lungs, Kool-Aid, kids. And then we're going to run to you to grab our Kool-Aid. That's how awful of a kid I was. <laughs> you realize I made fun of you for telling this story on this show like six weeks ago. <laughs> but I didn't share all of the story. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't share all of the story. Here's why this is really terrible. Because 
But wait, there's more. There's more. Here's a part two. <laughs> My mom has PTSD from this. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like, I absolutely ruined her because she, a woman would come she out. She can read minds. She can read. <laughs> she, she would come out and she would do this. She would come out with the tray. And I know that I've already shared, like, part of this. She would come out with the tray. And I would, I would run, like I would proceed to run and scream, thanks mom. And my brothers would do nothing. Okay. And I would grab all the Kool-Aid and then I would like yell at my brothers. What I didn't always share is that this pretend play continued into other things. Every commercial I saw, every commercial I saw. So it started with the Kool-Aid, right? It started with an apron and some cups and some Kool-Aid and some juice. I would then want to reenact everything I saw in television. Like, I'm not kidding. At one point, my mom got me a tape recorder and she was like, Liv, I want you to start interviewing your brothers because I was constantly going up to her saying, mom, you have to put on this costume and then you have to make this like cupcake thing and then you have to come out and do whatever. I constantly was giving her projects and the poor woman was like, I can't do this. I am literally writing <laughs> like a thesis. And I'm like, I was so consuming of trying to do media, okay? That my brothers have memories of this. I had a, um, oh gosh, what was, what do you call that? It was a, well, we called it a tree house and it was, I think I've talked about this already, but inside that tree house, I kept, I kept like a ledger. I, and I don't know if anybody knows this. I don't think I've ever shared this before. I'm really serious. I don't even think Nathan knows. I had written down all of the commercials that I wanted us to do as a family, as a family, <laughs> And I would like, I would orchestrate it. I think I miss my calling of being a director, Taylor. I think I'm supposed to be like Quentin Tarantino. Like, I think that's what I wanted to be. Honestly, I wanted to be in the Von Trapp family. Like I wanted us all to sing and dance, which I made them do. I made them memorize that end of the thing. That was on my, that was on my ledger of things that we were going to do. Like it wasn't just commercials. I had scenes from films, okay, that I would make these people do. Tell me you did something like this, please. I did not. <laughs> I would just like to say that you haven't learned from your mistakes in the past because you're giving me PTSD for all the same exact reasons that you gave your family PTSD many, many moons ago. <laughs> but did your sisters make you play anything like that? Like, did you hate anything that oh. your sisters made you do? Oh, no, I didn't hate it. I play, I like, so my dad worked shift work. So I essentially grew up with mostly women. Like that's yeah. who was home, right? Right. Because I was out playing sports and going to school and my dad was at work you know, whenever I was at home, like that's just how life worked. So I grew up playing um, a game that I believe came out when I was a kid called pretty, pretty princess. Did you ever <laughs> play this game? You remember this? I never had it. I th yeah. Because it, it was, it came out when you were like 40. <laughs> <laughs> He's the worst. Pretty, Taylor. Pretty, I'm looking it up. Yeah. It, pretty, pretty princess where you like could get, the, um, it was like br bracelets and rings and crowns. So your sisters weren't into, they were into more like already made games. Like y'all didn't make up games. Oh, I mean, of course we had like imaginations and stuff, but like, but y'all would do the thing. nothing more demoralizing slash amazing to like win pretty, pretty princess <laughs> and be like, I have won. But what one means is I have a crowd tiara on and earrings, necklace, and, necklace and like bracelet. Kind of probably gold teeth. I don't know what the game was. <laughs> a grill. 
No, that's right. You had to win all the pieces of your color. Like, you know, there was like purple pieces and whatever. And you had to get all the pieces and then you were the pretty, pretty princess. That's hilarious. See, pretty, but this pretty is... princess was invented in 1989. So was I. <laughs> is that your year? Yeah. How old was I in 89? I was 40. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor, I was not 40. I was, I was, I was a kid in the eighties, but this is what I'm trying to say. Like as a sister, as a daughter, I, I don't, I wanted, I had this vision of my family wanting to do these things, like wanting to do the Kool-Aid thing, wanting to do the, like all the, oh my gosh, what I made these people do all these scenarios that I would come up with, we would play Dallas because I would watch Dallas, which I wasn't allowed to watch, but I would tell my brothers that it wasn't Dallas. I would tell them that it was something else. Like I was always trying to act out stuff. (laughs) It's San Antonio. I was trying to do all these like plays and, and things that I was seeing on media. I have to say, I saw the movie little women and I saw that they acted out like they would write plays themselves, which I never wrote a play and then made everybody like perform it, but they would write it. Joe would write it, you know, in little women, the character Joe, she would write it and then she would give everybody a part. I felt more seen in that scene. Like I was like, oh my gosh, I belong in the March family. <laughs> like I want to be in a family that performs. Did you want to perform with your sisters? Like, did y'all sing or dance or anything like that? Or you just played Pretty Pretty Princess? <laughs> I mean, I sing all the time. No, you like, do we, sing we all the time. Like, but do they sing? Stuff out or whatever. No. Well, my, my baby sister does. She does. The middle sister is like Joseph. Doesn't say much. I just want you guys to have music videos. That's what I want to find. I want to find a vault of little baby Taylor and he's doing like, you know, you know, it's the one thing about my childhood that was really similar to your childhood. The one thing, I mean, I lived when there was color outside and you lived when it was black and white. outside. (laughs) Um, But I, um, the worst, the blessing of my childhood and yours. Yeah. Is that recording equipment oh, was scarce was bad I'm very thankful for this <laughs> <laughs> we we had we had a camcorder we did we had a big one my dad had to carry the vcr with him on a strap do you remember that like the vcr came out and it was on a strap and it was like huge and so heavy wait 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 <laughs> Do you know what a VCR is? <laughs> VCR is what plays the videos. Yeah. So you had his camcorder was huge. He looked like he worked for CBS. But this is how they were at the beginning. You didn't have handhelds. I know. They were you massive. Said, you said he was carrying on a VHS. That's where the tape was. That's where the tape. You had to carry oh, the VCR, which was connected to this. Hu- we had one of the first ever first video cameras that you could have as a family. Like it went like, like people, you know what I mean? Like that was it for a selfie. It took 87 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) You had to put it on a mountain. It was was so heavy and big. So yeah, that's what we had. So I do have a lot actually recorded. Um, None of these things, none of the things of where I wanted to be in a film or perform or have my family be the Von Trapps. That's not what happened. I just wanted to bring it back because I knew how much you enjoyed all that. But you guys, what we are going to do today is actually talk to a family. That with want, actual talent. That with actual talent and that wanted to perform together. I should have been born in this family. It's fine. We'll get it right the next time. Don't go anywhere. You are tuned into It's Not That Late with Liv Harrison. Hello and welcome back to It's Not That Late with Liv Harrison. And I am here 
with the talented updated version of the Von Trapps. This is the wall of our family. I'm sure they're sick of that joke. I'm sure they've heard it a million times. It just debuted here on this show. Uh, they're actually amazing and it's quite yeah. a legacy they have. I mean, and they live in Vermont. I mean, I don't know if you've I been know. to the Von Trapps in Vermont, but it is lovely. So I hope you guys oh. get them out. When my children were young and we had just started the Annie Moses band, we went, we played in North Carolina and the Von Trapps happened to be in the audience and the mother wrote a note to me and had it delivered and uh, told me, thank you for inspiring my children. And I thought that no. was very sweet. It was, I think the grand or great grandchildren, that group. So I'm sure it's the same one. It is. They're very sweet. It's the very same. Good. It was Maria Von yeah. Trapp and she, <laughs> do you have that framed for real? That is really special. Like that's really. I do have it in my memorabilia. Good. I'm so, glad. Yeah. Well, I'm talking to two of the Wallivers. There's more of you guys. This is your Benjamin and Robin. Am I right? Yeah, that's uh -huh. right. There's yes. uh, seven children total and then Robin and then our father, Bill. Perfect. Uh -huh. Fantastic. So Robin is the mother, not Benjamin. Yes. And <laughs> I just want to clear this up for everybody who's watching Even on YouTube. He's about to be a father again. Yeah, <laughs> third one on the way. So. How many do you, how many children do you have, Benjamin? Uh three. Once uh as of December 9th, as we think. So Okay, no, perfect. <laughs> and due dates work like magic. <laughs> Oh, and yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. Actually, they do. She's, a, she's an amazing person. I, I can't disagree. She's a remarkable woman. So. She's an incredible gal. Yes. <laughs> That's why we married her. She was yeah, really good on timing. Uh, <laughs> well, congratulations. So you guys, what's so cool about everything that you do, the, the main thing, I, because your resume is just... I got a little nervous. I got to say, I'm reading things oh. from Juilliard. I'm reading the Annie Moses band. I'm reading the, you know, grand old Opry. I'm reading Carnegie, you know, whatever, like forget all that. Forget all that. We want to talk about Benjamin cello. <laughs> we want to talk about, I don't want to well, be impressed. That's what we want to talk about too. Yeah. So yeah. Happy. yeah. <laughs> you guys are really phenomenal. I mean, like I'm sitting here going like, I feel like Oprah should be sitting here. Like, I feel like, this yeah. is this is just incredible. Like you're seriously, the work that you've done is just unreal. And I, I don't get you for that long. And that's why I'm like, okay, there's so much we could we could go, we could talk about. And I'm sure there's just story after story because you've been at this. It's not like you guys just got together this summer. You've been working mm -hmm. as a family performing for how long, Robin? How long has this been going? Well, since 2001. Okay. Uh, we, yeah, we, we, uh, so it's going on 20 years. 20 years. Yeah. And so yeah. you're sitting around and you're like, you know what? We're, we're tired of, of Carnegie Hall and we're tired of the Grand Ole Opry. We're tired of European tours. We're <laughs> sick of our degrees from Juilliard. You know what we should do, guys? We should start a children's show. That's going to roll in the money. And as we all know, as Catholic <laughs> entertainers, it's really going to be lucrative. <laughs> so tell me, how's that going? How many Porsches have we bought? How many Ferraris? <laughs> well, you know, puppets are more expensive than you would think. Uh, <laughs> Listen, the fact that Sesame um, Street's still on the air is a miracle, yeah. you know? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so how did this come well, about? How did we get to Benjamin Cello, which is your children's show? I mean, I, am I right saying that it that it's a children's show? Is that... 
the right thing yeah, to say? Yeah, no, okay. absolutely. Yes. Um, well, I mean, it was uh, Robin's brainchild, but it was, I, I think, something that we all felt was kind of needed because we're all new parents, right? So when we started touring as the Annie Ma- Moses band, you'll have to think, like, I was 13. And, uh, you know, we were young, like, teenage, hotshot, classical players. And so we were playing all these Mozart concertos. And then we said, you know what? Nobody wants to hear those. So let's uh, write our own songs <laughs> that they do want to hear. So uh, and so then we got a lot of success. Right. So we started touring and performing and and doing everything from bluegrass to classical crossover to original songs. And and that's what we did as the Annie Moses band. But obviously, 20 years later, you know, a lot of us are married. We have children. And so we're just passing the TV. Right. We're in music. And you just stop. I, I think most parents have this experience. You just stop for a minute and you're like, what are they watching? <laughs> what is that thing on the screen, you know? And, um, and, and then it got us to talking internally, you know, the things we watched, right? Like I grew up watching Mr. Rogers, um, which even in the nineties was kind of a throwback a little bit. Oh and, yeah, uh, very much. And then, big and throwback. yeah, big throwback. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. but, but there were just such great children's, series and, and entertainment and uh, so robin came up with the idea for a mr rogers meets mary poppins hybrid and uh and we immediately heard that and thought mom that is an incredible idea that sounds like a whole lot of work right? <laughs> i mean we but, like each other um but but but, but, yeah. but but you know what happened was um we began to just find the right people, right? God just provided um, all sorts of opportunities for us. And we found that in-house, we had this incredible team of illustrators and songwriters and um, choreographers. And um, because all of us, my family, but also our extended family, right? Our in-laws, our wives and our husbands, um, they're all uh, very talented with musical theater backgrounds because, you know, musicians marry musicians. It's kind of a crazy thing. I know that you don't expect that to happen, but uh, anyway, so we just found we had the right people to do this by the grace of God. And so we, commenced filming a pilot and well it's not just that we had this the right people to do this my uh my son alex warns me don't say this but i'm gonna say it you're in a safe space robin (laughs) this is a safe it's just you and me. well the re the way that we uh the way that i conceptualized it was to say uh what is in people naturally because so often you know in the world of the arts what you want to find is the inner self and to be able to pull that out and color it a little brighter than it might be if it was just in everyday life and put it on the stage. And so that's what I did. So that's what you did. And uh, and Benjamin, when he was very young, in fact, we were living in Connecticut. He was attending Juilliard at the time. And, uh, and he told me, I think I want to go into acting. And I said, no, you're not. It took me like 30 (laughs) seconds. And I thought, you're going to go where to do what? And, you know, they're just, that whole world is so full of hardship for a godly person, for a person who wants to follow the ways of the Lord. And so I just kind of pivoted, you know, and said, no, let's go this way. And so this was a great joy to bring it back, you know, to be able to say, you know what, Benjamin, I think this role would really fit you. And Benjamin loves children. His He has uh, two little girls, one incubating. So three little girls very soon. 
And uh, um, they just love him. And what he is on Benjamin Cello is quintessential Benjamin Wolver. Oh, I love it. So that's, I was going to ask, Benjamin, how did you get chosen to be you know, Benjamin, like on the show, I'm thinking <laughs> now do all the kids know that you're the favorite and like, you know, do you, I, I can see where oh. this could be hard at Thanksgiving. And <laughs> well, you know, it's funny though. I mean, we, uh, you have to think, you know, all seven children, we're all homeschooled. Um, we were playing together. I mean, not just studying together, but we were performing together from the time I was five years old, right? I started cello when I was four. And I was plucking open strings with my siblings at family gatherings. And so we uh, I think there's a special bond that comes when you perform together. That's why people who do musical theater productions, you know, they, they bond and they love doing production after production in form theater companies. So we we're almost a company in that yeah, sense, uh, like just that. as a family and have that kind of a relationship. So. You know, Annie, uh, my oldest sister, is an incredible vocalist and violinist, and she's the lead singer of the Annie Moses Band. And um, and then when we started this uh, project, Benjamin Cello, obviously I was hosting it, but I like to tell people, you know, it has uh, my name, I guess, but really the highlight is puppets and the talented, talented co-stars that I am blessed to be surrounded by. Berkeley, uh, my sister-in-law, who's my brother Alex's wife, is an incredible uh, singer and dancer and illustrator. She does all of our uh, shadow puppets and animations and and uh, graphic plays designs, and she plays Lolly Popular. Mm -hmm. So she's, I feel like, a big part of the heart and soul of the yeah. show, really artistically. And then we have uh, my brother Alex, who plays Professor Wordsworth, and he's just a fiery magnetic performer, right? Just makes you laugh, um, puts his heart and soul into it. And then uh, Cowboy Roy is our brother-in-law, James, who's married to our sister, Camille. And he is just a laugh a minute. So James would, uh, like mom was saying, he would <laughs> regale us with these cowboy impersonations at family gatherings. And James is a world-class jazz guitarist, and I am not kidding and so whenever he, um, I just would watch him at family gatherings and he goes around with whatever guitar happens to be in the room, just, you know, ripping it to shreds and telling jokes. And so I thought, boy, somebody's got to monetize that. And uh, so anyway. You had to share it with the world. Fun. You couldn't just keep James. Yeah, yeah it's exactly. really true. You were trying really to be selfless. True. <laughs> uh -huh. yeah. So I would like to talk on behalf of everyone who's not as talented and who apparently our families are slacking. <laughs> to be like, You're welcome that we donated no. all of the genes to you guys. Because <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, I'm no. sitting here going like, this is unbelievable. Is this what it's like to be in an NFL family? Like, is this what it's like to be, you know, in one of those baseball families? I just, I love uh -huh. that not only did it stay within the immediate family, but like what you said, Benjamin, that you guys went into, you know, like who you married. Now there's gotta be a lot of pressure for these babies. Cause these babies are going to come out. We're going to be like, come on, let's sing and dance. Yeah. <laughs> all we, scientists. Are, we are going there right now. Yeah. Yes, yeah. That's true. They're all well, mathematicians. You know, yeah. Well, well and, and to your point, you know, in our society, I think we kind of have that American Idol model, yeah. right? Which is like, who's going to be the next Adele? Who's going to be the next Justin Timberlake or something like True. that? But for us, you know, 
um, we kind of are consciously contrary to all that, right? So, you know, there was a time when people would play music for their friends in the parlor, right? Like you'd have the sheet music pa, and the piano. And, and it wasn't that, I mean, it was, you know, kind of a long time ago, but not that long ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so we feel like music is just this love language, right? Like if everybody could play something, not not professionally, right? But mm-hmm. if we share the musical language and these techniques, then, you know, people can just communicate. And there's an incredible power in being able to, write a song and sing it for somebody and or or play in a band or communicate and so that's why one of our passions is just music education we have a conservatory we have over 50 families that participate in that and we you know <laughs> teach lessons in the middle of all else that we do because you guys don't have <laughs> we, well, we have and, a passion and, and our passion is to populate the world of the arts with godly excellence to put it in a capsule i like that um, because the world of the arts is the most powerful uh, medium that we have for the distribution of messages and so much of those messages now which the new generation truly feasts on are not very good <laughs> and and I'm not just talking about skill I'm just talking about what they do to the heart and sure. soul of people so no I love yeah. that so where are you guys where are you based I mean are you allowed to tell we're in Tennessee we're just south of Nashville my husband and I uh, when uh, we, the kids were in at Juilliard and we were doing sure, that same. My and kids uh, being are very now. robust in it. Annie uh, was playing uh, classical violin, really a great player. And then we decided that we didn't like uh, never not performing very much. So we put, we made an album and we began to, we booked a summer tour and at the end of that tour, it was so much fun. And my husband and I had been in music. So we we were writers and we had some followers and that kind of thing. At the end of that tour, Juilliard offers a one-year sabbatical it, because it's very difficult to get into. So they offer a one-year sabbatical to people who might want to try other things. And so we took the one-year sabbatical, stayed on the road for the year. And at the end of that year said, no, this is what we want to do. And so at that, at the, in that same year, it was the, it's the same uh, church where the Von Trapps heard us. They asked us to come help them with the summer music camp or arts camp. And that uh, grew and grew and grew until we wound up just uh, nurturing all these young artists from all around the United States and beyond. And so now our conservatory, which grew out of that, it has become a feeder stream into what we do artistically here in the studio. And uh, so it's the Lord just, the Lord orders our steps. (laughs) And that is true. We think we do. We just only think we do. (laughs) You had no idea. Yeah. So did you, did you guys actually build the studio? Like I was watching, you know, some of the, of Benjamin Cello and I, I'm blown away. Like there's multiple sets, there's multiple puppets, there's costumes, there's all sorts of, and I'm sitting here and I'm like, are they at MGM? Like, where are these people (laughs) living? Like, this is unbelievable. I mean, I get that you're a big family and you have lots of, you know, extra people around, but this is incredible. So how does all that work? Yeah, so what we did is we uh, some of us sold houses. I mean, we went south. Some of, of us sold houses. <laughs> well, you did. <laughs> my husband and I sold our house, and my <laughs> oldest son Alex, that you just saw, sold. Uh, they sold their house. Yeah. And we, 
And we moved into a metal building in a land in a field. And uh, so we squeezed a whole bunch of people into a little bitty apartment that was in that metal building. And it was, uh, and we went into the other side of it and built a beautiful studio. So we have a gorgeous studio. It's literally the parable of the treasure in the field, <laughs> except it's a metal treasure warehouse, I guess, or yeah, something like it's, that. It was, uh, we had lived in uh, Brentwood, Tennessee for about, 18 years and so we sold that house and just invested in this but we you know we saw early on like we had sent benjamin cello to one very very high like think of the uh, biggest computer maker and you'll know who i'm talking about and uh, they called the same day and wanted us to come and talk to them about it but then when we did that um alex went in and made a great presentation of benjamin cello you know being uh Mary Poppins and Mr. Rogers and all of the cute animals and euphoria and lollipopular. And they loved it all. But at the end, they said, how married are you to that little word, God? And uh, boy, that's kind of the nature of the times, I think, that God is the big dividing line. And so we just thought, you know, we'll just do this for our own children and anybody else who might want to partake. And it's been very amazing yeah, how much people have loved no, it. No, and, and you know, I will say uh, we didn't know what to expect when we released season one. But some of the reviews that came back to us from parents, um, you know, not one line reviews, but paragraphs yeah. where they would say just thank you. Mm-hmm. you know, thank you for giving us something that was high quality, that's – a musical, but that more than anything is very substantive in teaching the truths of God to our children. Well, it it's so funny because we've had, uh, you know, our share of success in television and that kind of thing. And we wound up uh, taking it to some different uh, television stations and things. And it's funny the things people believe should happen to children and that is like what some people said we don't use uh we don't use big words we don't allow an adult to teach the child or to elucidate and um so we just found out really early on that we were counterculture in what we do with Benjamin Cello but it's very very entertaining it's very winsome it's literary we teach natural science at the barn it's artistic with lolly popular it's very upbeat and um we're in faith based time of our life yes that's right, yeah. faith that's right. i love um, it i love yes. it i think yes. it's beautiful robin what you've created is such a legacy and it's so beautiful no, to you. see what you're leaving, not just for your family, but for our families. So I'm excited no, to to expose this to all the children, which I hope that came out sounding okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I might have a little Jack Black in me. It's fine. So let me ask you guys, yes. we're going to go to a break. I want you to come back and play a game okay. with me, if you will. Mm. Let's see how... Okay. Let's see how you know, in tune with the children's television world you guys are, okay? So, you guys, you are tuned oh, in. No. <laughs> you are tuned in. Not, not that late with Liv Harrison. We'll be right back.
Hello and welcome back to It's Not That Late with Liv Harrison. I am here with the Walliver family who have two seasons now, two of an incredible children's program called Benjamin Cello. And what I want to do is, listen, we want to put them on the spot. You know, I get it. They all have these great degrees and they've been famous and they get to tour. Not with this show. We want to, (laughs) we want to center them. And and it, this is like purgatory. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna. No, I have long purge. enough in there. I... <laughs> no, this is for fun. Purgatory. <laughs> straight to saint. This, this is for fun. This is gonna get your ticket out of purgatory. So you're welcome. So um, oh, okay, that's okay, how this works okay. either. I my cred. <laughs> okay. No, we're gonna play a game, and it's name that tune, okay. which we've all played a billion times. Yeah. You know, but this is going to be. Hey, Liv, I have to to tell you something yeah. though one of the worst dates i ever went on <laughs> the guy took me to roy rogers and played name that tune and nothing else so i don't know <laughs> we'll see <laughs> mom's gonna have a ptsd uh, yeah. From, uh, yeah it was okay bad. gracious <laughs> name was jerome <laughs> but anyway i'm the downfall of this beautiful family <laughs> you guys were doing great until you came on this show <laughs> No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I believe in us. Um, No, I mean, well, here's what we're going to do. We have all these clips of children's programming. So now none of these are faith-based, so don't hate me for that. Mm -hmm. But Taylor, the wondrous producer that I could not have my life without. Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to pump him up because it's almost the holidays. Mm -hmm. So Taylor is going to play a clip (laughs) and we're going to see if you can name, name this children's programming. Uh, show. Okay, okay Taylor. Okay. It's okay. all you, man. All right, here, here we, we go. go. Number one. Number one. I know it. Oh, oh uh, I'm blanking. It's I'm new. Blanking. Tell, tell it's us. new. It's called Bluey. Am I right? Is that Bluey? Bluey? They're seven oh. minutes long. If you guys I've haven't seen it, Bluey. it's fantastic. I've, I've it's Australian. Oh, really? It is. Oh, it is. Okay. That's I love Bluey. I don't even have a kid that's little. <laughs> I watch Bluey. I'd love to hear it. <laughs> okay, Taylor, let's see if we can let's see if we can get another one. All right, here's another one. This might be sad, but know this one mm-hmm. i'll keep playing it you'll know it's the og uh, oh wait what was it oh, you tell me how to the og i feel like you guys should like do a bow Yes, that's been yeah. around a while. It's been a while. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, you know, it's uh, there's actually a great uh-huh. documentary right now on Netflix about Sesame Street. So, oh, really? yeah, I, I, why do I know so much about children's program? Why do I not work with you guys? Like, I feel like <laughs> they need to. I know it. I, I think know. this is an audition. Uh, I mean, you're, Liz, you are old enough to have to be in Sesame Street. Okay, thanks, Taylor. <laughs> All right, give us another one, Taylor. All right, here we go. One Let of me my impress favorites. them. Butterfly in the sky. Oh, reading rainbow. rainbow. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that was the guy from Star Trek, right? Yeah, LeVar Burton. his name, but I saw him in the visor, you know, with the visor. Yeah. He was on Star Trek. He was. 
LeVar Burton. That was, good, that was a good show. We it was watched a great yeah. show. I, I, yeah. loved, I yeah. loved him. When I was yeah. Reading Rainbow was fantastic. Okay, Taylor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it came back. It I think you're right. I think but you're I right. Think they redid it. Yeah. It, except the guy that ran it. What was his name? He really looked like he had aged. But he was still a beautiful it had man. Only been <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a rough. Well, me, I don't I, look like I, I've I, aged. I, at hope, all. Uh, I hope they say that about me. But, you know, Benjamin Shell, he sure aged, but he's still a beautiful man. We've got a Benjamin Button <laughs> on our hands. It's going backwards. <laughs> oh, man, I took a joke. Faster with the joke. I'm <laughs> probably going to say the same thing. Uh, a follow-up question on this. Have any of y'all watched the TV show Community? Yes. Where, so oh, you know what? I think my characters... brother, he, he watched that show, I think. But I, I have haven't. You have to understand Community. something about us, that we don't have screens hardly anywhere. <laughs> we make stuff I... for screens, but we read mostly. So we're, we're I think working that's great. on See, that's why you knew reading Rainbow. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. That we have to. I have see to it. I like it. Okay, Taylor. Lawrence Welk. Right, here we go. Next. <laughs> next one. I I didn't know this one. Let's I bet I all. know it. Crap Brothers. Yes. Not that late, like Robin. Huh? <laughs> Taylor, are they right? That is oh. called Zubumafu. Zubumafu. Oh, no. Oh, really? I don't know what that means. Okay. I have no what, idea what, what that is. Crazy? What I'm are the kids play, watching? I'm going to play it. I have no idea what this is. I've never heard of it. Okay. But it literally says <laughs> the, the name of it as the first word. Okay. But none of us would know it because okay. we've never heard of this. This is the one? It You're going to play it? No, like this is, the, this is the one you just heard. Oh, Zubu. Oh, okay. Zubumafu. I was oh, ready. I was like, okay, what is it? You, you meant the one you just played. Again? Zaboombafu. and nobody Try to say that five times fast. Zaboombafu. It had half a season. No, I have no idea. I have no clue. Oh, man. Just like it's not that Just like this show. You know, we try. Okay, give us another one. All right, we've got three more. Okay, ooh. Okay. I love this show. The All right, we get it by Jungle Sounds. <laughs> this was a Saturday morning it, show. This was not a daily show. Oh, oh boy, I, I, that sounds familiar to me. Like I, this triggering, like this person is also memory, not allowed like, to be with children anymore. <laughs> it's true. Oh, huh? That's yeah. A clue. <laughs> yeah. I can say the name. This is Pee Wee's Playhouse. You remember Pee Wee Herman? Oh, oh Pee Wee Herman. Okay. Why was he allowed to have a children's one. show? Anybody want to comment on that? The, the same reason Michael Jackson was allowed to have kids. You in know, house. I always yeah. thought that he looked a little bit odd. I think even as a kid, I was like, I don't know about this. See, Benjamin was smart. That's why he kept his mom. That's why why Robin was like, I got to fix this. See, Robin, you're saving the world. He from was one Pee-wee of those Herman. people that Ben was said when he goes by the TV, he goes, what is that? <laughs> it was oh, weird. Man. It was trippy, yeah. but I loved yeah. that show. I love the penny cartoons. Okay, let's do one oh. more. Just one more, Taylor. Pick whichever one, one you want. Okay, Just one more. One of these two. Let's see. I like this one. We're going to end on this one. We're ending with this one. Okay. I'm excited. 
Our producer here helped us with that one. Yeah. Duck, yes. I, I have a DuckTales. friend that works on DuckTales. Yeah. They just brought it back. And now it's gone again. But she works on it. I have a friend that works on I loved DuckTales when I was... It's a good show. Young. It was a good show. It was a good I show. I always felt sorry for the voiceover people, though. Don't you know they just had nodules and that that was so hard? Oh, it Wouldn't had that be. be the greatest career, though? I mean, to just, you go into the studio and you just yeah, do voices. and do voiceovers. They were ahead of their time. That's yeah. called 2020. That's what happened to the rest yeah. of us. <laughs> I've often said that my generation, the millennial generation, you know, we watch Saturday morning cartoons and now we pay people to make those cartoons for us. Mm. Is what, it's true. So yeah. I watched Spider-Man when I was little and now they're, they pay some guy to be Spider-Man. You know? Tom Holland. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much what it is. So. I love it. You guys, this was so fun. And that was so fun to go like down memory lane of yeah. you know, I know it. I was saving us. Mr. Rogers piano player. <laughs> You know, yeah. that was the other one. Taylor chose <laughs> oh, DuckTales. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but you guys, yeah. thank you so much for what you're doing, for the light that you're shining in the world. I'm cheering for you. I will make sure that my kids, even though they're like 88 years old, they're going to be watching <laughs> Benjamin Cello. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so it's been well, such you, a pleasure. Oh, yeah, thank you so much. so much. Yay. Yeah. You guys, right. you are tuned into It's Not That Late with Liv Harrison. Don't go anywhere. New from Kin Media, the wonderful world of Benjamin Cello. An exciting new show created to enlighten the minds of young children with beauty and wonder. Hello, hello. I'm Benjamin Cello. Come on in, my very special friend. Follow Benjamin Cello, a winsome country gentleman, as he leads his friends on song-filled adventures through the land of the baptized imagination. I'm filling up my pocket full, my pocket full of seeds. I'll plant the love of God down deep. Dance in Penny Whistle Park. The Hallelujah Hoedowns of the Big Old Bar. A donkey is the best. A donkey is the best. Oh, how sweet. A donkey is the best friend ever. <laughs> or read in the mysterious Book Endless Book Tower. I am a dactylic, Great! The wonderful world of Benjamin Cello will captivate your children with the beauty and purity of a God-breathed imagination. Meet Lolly Popular and the cheerful chums, Cowboy Roy and the Barnyard Animals, Professor Wordsworth and the Hungry Bookworms, and special friends who make the magic come to life. Join Benjamin Cello as he explores truth, beauty, and goodness providing children with experiences that will nurture faith and inspire wonder. Remember, God loves you, and so do I, and so do I, my friend. The Wonderful World of Benjamin Cello is now available on DVD at BenjaminCello.com.
Welcome back and thank you so much you guys for tuning in with your time and all of your energy to listen to these great stories and meet these awesome people and watch us play silly games. I really hope that you're learning about some people that you didn't know and that you're falling in love with them and falling in love with what they do. Please check out this incredible show, Benjamin Cello. They even have merch, which I think is really phenomenal, okay? This family is amazing. Check out what they do with Annie Moses. Like, this is crazy. When you start seeing how talented they are and what all they've done, you'll be like, how did you get them on your show? So make sure that you go and, and support these incredible people. And I want you to not forget that you yourself are extraordinary. So make sure that you're doing something extraordinary with what you do. You don't have to go to Juilliard. You don't have to make your own kids' show. There's there's so many extraordinary things you can do right where you're at. And that's what I hope you do with your life every day. Until then, you guys, I will see you back here on It's Not That Late with Liv Harrison. Bye, y'all. 